This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. Hey folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio. No Michael Schwartz, no Joe Dramisi, just FM 961 AM 1170, and Wendy. Hello, hello. You have to say the answer. The answer. There you go. (laughs) Now the boys are out playing in the dirt. And I oh, look. are having a lot more fun than. Look at well, Wendy. She's want. Go ahead and pull that mic a little closer to you. Yeah, I know. Wendy would much rather be out playing in the dirt too. But hey, somebody's got to stay here and do the hard work. Yep. Hey, this segment is sponsored by John Dillon and the Dillon Law Group. If you have legal matters that involve firearms, then you need to call attorney John Dillon. And if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation. Or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Maybe you've inherited from family. Well, the way to find out is call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws, 760-642-7150. Or you can visit the website at dillonlawgp.com. Hey, folks, if you're going to tune in to the YouTube live stream at youtube.com slash Radio, do me a favor. Hit that like button and the subscribe button and tell as many friends as you can. All right. So cover your ASP week starts next week. Don't forget to join the fun and learning and register before the classes are sold out because they will sell out. Don't forget to learn from the best online or at a live training class. You can check out the registration links at gunownersradio.com. And we're super excited to say that our um, we were able to award two classes to two different law enforcement officers wow. so that they get to do two days of training with John Correa. See, and you know, that was kind of strange because I was totally blown away that police officers have to come up with their own training. Yes. Yeah. That's just, that's mind boggling. The... I believe the department provides basic training, very basic, right? So if they want to make sure that they're proficient, they have to go out and do their own training. Wow. That is, well, which, you know, it's not a bad thing. I mean, and we got two officers that have gotten their classes taken. Do we have any more left that we can still, people can still. Yes. People can definitely still sponsor an officer to, um, so that they can take this training for free. How much are we talking for sponsorship. The, the sponsorship is $25 $25 per ticket to support and uh, and you get an entry. Yeah, so to, we need 8 more tickets for an intro class and we need 18 tickets for a 2-day class. Okay. Well, do me a favor, on air, put me down for 4. Ooh, awesome. Thank you, Dave. And I challenge anybody out there to do the same. That way, if we get four more, you know, we'll be set, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, so Rich was saying there, there's a certain number of 
sponsorships that need to be sure. provided for each class that we can get to an LEO. Right. Um, so Dave got us halfway there for another Absolutely. another class. Well, it, I mean, folks, stop and think about it. Wouldn't you like a well-trained police officer stopping you? Yes. I mean, I don't want to go any deeper than that, but I like being, if I'm going to be stopped, I want to be stopped by somebody that totally understands Mm-hmm. The rules, the regulations, yes. and how to handle a situation. Yes. You know? Yeah. And John Correa is the perfect person oh, to train isn't with, that the too. Truth? Yes. Yeah. He uh he does thousands of video reviews of self defense incidents, including law enforcement incidents, and it's very, very cool to watch. You learn a lot from his channel. Yeah, I bet. Um and he teaches all of that stuff in the class too. So So for folks that are listening, what's the best way to uh, support a law enforcement? Go to gunownersradio.com and uh, follow the links to cover your ASP week. ASP. Yes. Yes. Okay. And the deadline is? Coming up very shortly. Probably in a, <laughs> this coming Friday. So it's it's right around the corner. Yes. Okay. So let's come on, folks. We got to get a few more folks on online so we can make this beneficial. Yes. Not only to the police officers, but to you, the general public. That's wow. right. That's right. All right. That's pretty cool. So uh, what else we got coming up? Well, um, this hour and two. I mean, who we yeah. got coming up next? We've got two really great interviews. Um, we've got one with Sean Burroughs uh, with Elevated Training. And um, then we've got Dr. Raymond Kim, Kim coming up um, after that. And we've got a great gear review. Um, and for now, you know, I want to chat about SDCGO because sure. so again you know I, my name is Wendy I am the COO of San Diego County Gun Owners and it is our half birthday so <laughs> we <laughs> I like celebrating all the little things absolutely uh, well so, for people that maybe don't even know what SDCGO is I mean because yeah we get rolling on this show mm-hmm. and the next thing you know two hours is over and <laughs> I'm wondering if people really understand what it's all about. So we have a few minutes. Why don't you kind of give the, the listeners a little bit of a rundown? Sure. So San Diego County Gun Owners is a political action committee. We're focused on Second Amendment rights at the city and county level only. So there's a lot of great organizations that already cover um, statewide stuff, federal stuff. We want to let them focus on those areas. Um, we saw a really great need for um, politics and advocacy at the local level. So we look at city councils, um, county board of supervisors, and you know even water boards, school boards, and the sheriff's department. So we were fairly heavily involved in the um, sheriff's race a couple of years ago. We helped turn around the CCW policy. So I'm super excited to say that we've helped at least a couple thousand people get their CCWs. Um, we hold monthly seminars on how to get your CCWs. Um, you know, and one of the cool things is, I don't know if you knew this, but I was there at the very beginning of the creation of San Diego County Gun Owners. So I was actually one of the founding board members. And back then it was, um, you know, it was just a couple of people. We were hanging out at the gun show with a table and some clipboards and just like saying hi to people. And, um, for the first few years, you know, I, Again, I was involved from the very beginning. I was helping get it off the ground. And I would process all the incoming memberships. And we had, you know, 
I would recognize almost all the names that came in. We would at some point we had talked to them. Somebody, sure, sure, sure. You know, somebody on our team had talked to them personally. Um, but when we started growing to the point where I didn't recognize the names that were coming in, it was super cool. Yeah. You know, it was telling us that we were doing something correct. Have I got some news for you? Uh oh. Are you listening? Is it good news? Rick Stafford, a good buddy of mine, listens all the time, loves his show, just committed for four tickets. Oh, yes. So there's Woo-hoo! there's your eight. Now, how many more do you need? All right. So we still need 10 more. So, folks, get on the stick, 25 a pop, yep. gunownersradio.com. Yep. It'll get, get you right in there. Very cool. So there's Thank eight. Thank you, Rick. See, Mike and Joe, you guys don't need to be here. We got this <laughs> thing dialed in. Anyway, I didn't want to interrupt, but I just oh, I just had to throw that out That was out there. worth interrupting for. Yes, it is. So that's cool. That's that's eight. Yeah. Yeah. Eight police officers. Yes. Okay. And so here's a little more about numbers. So SDCGO, we mm-hmm. just passed 2,500 members. Last year was our best ever. We've, we're steadily growing. We yeah. signed up 758 members just wow. last year. I remember when you only had 200 and you guys were stoked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> every single stoked. membership came in. We were like, yay. yay. I mean, we still are, but. No, no, no. I know, I know, I know. Cool. But I, you know, well, yeah. we've been doing this four years. Can you mm-hmm. believe it? Yeah. And, you know, that membership is what gets us the ability to do programs yes. like Not Me SD and What the Gun oh. and do the CCWs and stuff. So Absolutely. I sent a really young lady, important. I sent a lady to Not Me SD who got uh, accosted in a 7 Eleven parking Oof. lot. Guy had a four foot uh, galvanized pipe. And she has not calmed down since, but she said she was going to contact you guys and get some training. All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio. Uh, We do have a great show, so stick around. Next up is Sean Burroughs to talk about training at home and Professor Raymond Kim from the Asian American Gun Owners of California. This is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Folks, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, guess what, folks? I didn't even know it, but if you do help support a police officer and cover your ASP week, and it's over next Friday, so you actually, if you do that, now it's $25 per officer. Per ticket. Per ticket. Mm -hmm. So every time you buy a ticket... Does yep. that give you more chances? Yeah, it gives you one entry to win per ticket. a Glock. Per ticket. Yes. So $25 Ooh. a ticket. So Dave's got four now. I got four shots. Mm-hmm. All right. Pun now, intended? Yeah, well, yeah, pun intended. But that's okay. We're trying to see if we can shake up the, the left here. Hey, we are a proud partner with the National Concealed Carry Association as a 10-ring partner. NCCA exists to serve the Second Amendment community by providing nationwide network at 2A Advocates. Offer elite self-defense and concealed carry training from the nation's top instructors and provide rock-bottom prices on the best selection of gear and accessories. You can learn more about them at National Concealed Carry Association.com. Hey, and for all you folks watching us on YouTube, hey, you got to just stay on top of that. Hit the like button and tell all your friends. And subscribe right now during the show for our YouTube channel, and we'll get you a free pass to the 21 Lessons Learned webinar at John Korea next week. 
Hi, Wendy. Who have we got as a guest today? All right. We've got Sean Burroughs. Is he on the line? Hey, Sean, right. are you there? Uh, yeah, Alicia and I uh, are both on. Um, oh, great. Can, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Sure, we can hear you just fine. Alicia, you there? Hi, I think you have me. called him. Oh, yeah. There she is. In fact, Alicia sounds better than you. <laughs> I, I'd rather look at and listen to her than myself, but here we are. Here we are. Uh, all right. So why don't you guys both uh, introduce yourselves? Sure. Um, my name is Sean Burroughs. Um, we, Alicia and I both are um, uh, competitive three-gun shooters uh, for right. Team Federal Premium and BMT USA. And that was Gunworks. Um, we formed a training company back in uh, late 2019, and it's just been growing like crazy. Uh, a lot of market demand in 2020 has helped. And uh, when we're not running around with guns um, on a clock, trying to shoot targets as fast as possible um, in the warmer months of the year, I know you guys are in San Diego, but, you know, the rest <laughs> of the country. I was going to say, uh, where we, could you be? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're... Um, you're in cold country. When we're not doing that, we're 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 teaching classes. So uh awesome. So what are the what kind of classes we'll let Alicia take this one. So what type of classes do you teach and what so the consumer would be able to kind of get an idea of what you do? Yeah, so we teach concealed carry courses and we have a curriculum where we did the concealed carry course, we call it concealed carry ready. So not only do they get their concealed carry permit but they also we take them to the range where they get some actual range time and we can help them get more comfortable with their firearm. And then we teach um, introduction to women, pistol. And so we do intro, intermediate, advanced, two days of two guns, so like a pistol, rifle. Um, so we've been proficient with pistol, rifle, and shotgun. So, and then we also love to teach, you know, privates and and corporate events and that sort of thing. So we, we like a really wide variety of, of what we offer, and it's, it's fun. Cool. It's really, fun the, to bring the new, is new to... people into this whole mm -hmm. firearm community. Yes, especially the concealed carry classes. I really like that you include a, a significant um, range portion because it's very different than just becoming proficient with a firearm. There, there's so many more layers to it once you become a concealed carrier. So why don't you describe a little bit about how much, like what the range portion looks like, like holster draw um, or that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we, it, we don't do it from the holster at the concealed carry course. Um, it's just mostly pick up from the table, but mm -hmm. it's helping them understand the firearm so that when they can go back to the range to know what they're doing and then um, helping with their technique, we, we work a lot on, the hand placement and what, like what the target looks like, and so help help them to self correct. Um, so when they can go back and they they feel more comfortable racking that slide back, and um, are also talking about like malfunctions. So if this happens, then this is what I do, and just and it's it's a very basic, um, but helping them become more familiar with. A lot of them haven't even you know. Oh, I just bought this. I haven't touched it yet. Yeah. Type of scenario. And um, we, we get a wide variety, but at the same time, like the, the people that are more familiar with their firearm, um, we can help them to, to tune it in a little bit better. And then 
with our intermediate course, that's where we start to, you know, do it from the holster, draw from oh, the holster, gotcha. and and then um, go into, like, movement and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Do, do you help them pick the holster? Because we've done quite a few product reviews here, and I think we've done three or four different types of holsters mm-hmm. for concealed uh, carry, and it seems to me like there's so many options out there. Do you help the student by choosing the correct uh, holster? 100%. We, um, we we help them also decide if the gun they brought to class, if it's the first class or yeah. a more intermediate or advanced class, um, figure out if the gun that they've chosen um, for self-defense or home defense uh, is the right fit for them, right? Yes, so, that's so important. I, I mean, carry methods vary. Um, I mean, with, with with females, usually there's a, a wider variety of carry methods that um, your your typical female would would want to uh, or need to train with uh, pistol presentations, depending on the, the various types of clothing. You know, I can get away with wearing blue jeans now to a, a nice business yeah. <laughs> meal or yeah. uh, you know on a Sunday afternoon. So uh, you know, it, it just but even then, you know, I, I changed my carry method three years ago from four o'clock kidney carry to um, appendix. And, you know, that, that took a lot of training just to get yeah. more proficient with that. But also considering their lifestyle, you know, it, it, it's nice to have a sub-second draw from concealment. But, you know, some people work in corporate environments where they're allowed to carry as long as nothing shows up, but they have to be more deep covert carry. So having a micro compact in a pocket inside of a pocket holster is really their only option. Right. Um, or, but they're not going to have a sub second draw, but in that case, you know, if there is workplace violence, so to speak, uh, it's better to have something and not need it than to, uh, need it and not have it because, uh, you can't carry it like uh, the, the fancy Instagram tactical guys. Right? Yeah. So. Well, you know, it's it's funny you should say that because I'm a kind of a car guy, and I always tell everybody, never buy your wife a car. Let your <laughs> wife buy the car. Whatever she wants, let her make the decision. So what does Dum Dum do here? I go and buy, buy my wife buy. a Smith & Wesson 9mm. She cannot rack that thing for life. I mean, she says, well, what are we going to do now? So now I've got her, I'm getting her lined up to do uh, uh, SD, not me, to see if I can get her with the yeah. right gun because now I've made that fatal mistake. So I'm glad to see you're bringing that up. So if a person was to take any of your courses, you would just assume they didn't have a weapon in that first course, correct? Uh, if, if it's hosted in a range that allows rentals, that's really ideal. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, Alicia gets to deal with all sorts of, um, uh, interesting scenarios at the women's intro to firearms class. We teach over at Ready Gun here in Salt Lake. Uh, it's whatever usually their boyfriend or yeah. husband decides to send them with. Yeah. And it's really, you know, half of them get. Uh, could show up with something decent and the other half it's just kind of like well uh, uh let's switch you let's to a rental work, right, right? <laughs> well they won't they won't <laughs> use it bucks. they won't use it if they don't like it, it it's just as clear as the nose right. on your face if it doesn't fit they can't rack it it's got too much recoil whatever the case may be they just won't use it so what's yeah. the point yeah i've definitely right. come across that as well 
Yeah. What I love so about what, that. What we like is, to do is is you know get them going, but then. Yeah. Uh oh. Online subscribers, and we open it up every couple of months where they right. practice with us, and yeah. you know we oh, get on a Zoom call and we do a dry fire around specific skills to help keep that motion forward because one one weekend class even once a month isn't really enough to build the skills and the habits to be useful with that tool right so once they, they do have the right one so once they take your class they've now become part of the family sounds like yeah that's good a, community, a group and i really like you you were you mentioned earlier about um self-diagnosis and i think that's so important too for them to be able to go off on their own and and continue to be able be able to continue to improve their skills even without an instructor there right my goal for the women's course especially is a lot of times like you said they come in i i brought this pistol that i don't know what it is it's never been shot to um and then i uh, my goal for them is to finish the class with I can go to the range and then they usually have a preference of what, you know, pistol they have now, like, Oh, this fits, this doesn't fit. And being able to go to the range by themselves with a goal for next time mm-hmm. to say, Hey, I, I can either rent a new one and try another one out or bring mine. And I know how I know the range commands. I know the range rules right. and I feel comfortable coming in by myself and, um, and having a goal. So like, what am I going to shoot? And that's a big accomplishment from going from, I've never touched one to, being able to feel comfortable coming in and and practicing it totally is it's so intimidating to i was become, gonna say get yeah. over that fear factor yes of even having a gun yes exactly right. and to just be even be able to walk into the range by themselves right and know what to do and how to do it that's a huge, huge step huge it's not hard, but it's it's but it, you, there's a big comfort level that needs to come it, it, to be it, able to it do that. really is because you you don't want to. You don't want to look like you don't know what you're doing, and you want to. And the best way to do it is to take a class like these guys are doing. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. You're going to hang with us for a little bit. Absolutely. All right. So we are going to come right back after a quick commercial and continue talking to Sean and Alicia right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This is Gun Owners Radio. And this segment is brought to you by, hey, you know what? Law enforcement has a tough job. And a lot of the time, officers need to pay for their own training. And we got a deal for you. Cover Your Ass Week is coming up with world-class training from Active Self-Protection. We created this scholarship program to help officers get the training and also help build relationships with the gun owner's community. So for $25, you can help a police officer get training and win a Glock yourself. Just go to the website and click on the support button. That's at gunownersradio.com. And if you are in law enforcement, you can apply for a scholarship. You can train with John Correa and Active Self-Protection at Cover Your Asp Week for free. Just go to the website and click on the apply button. And continued from our last segment, we have Sean and Elisa on the line. And they are from Elevated Training and Training at Home. Hi, Sean. Hi, Alicia. Hi. Hi. Hey, you want to support a cop? Send us 25 bucks. 
<laughs> Done. Perfect. Done to the police. There you go. Hey, nothing I like better than a well-trained police officer if I'm going to get pulled over. So we're, Absolutely. So we're talking about your class, and I just am really impressed. It's like you guys have crossed all the T's and you've dotted all the I's. You, you've been doing this a while, and it sounds like you've learned from experience. But let's talk a little bit about training at home program. That that sounds interesting. Oh, you want to take this, Alicia? Or you want? <laughs> oh, well, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Well, we, we realized early on when we were getting into competitive shooting that if we don't want to embarrass ourselves the next Saturday at a local club match. We need to put in some reps. And there are so many elements to shooting that don't require actually discharging around, practicing your trigger control, practicing your draw, your reloads, stepping into position with whatever firearm you're working with, um, practicing seeing your sights as you transition from one target to another target. There, there are just so many little things where you can spend – time at home for free uh building the habits it's like learning a musical instrument right how many guitarists have to be plugged in on stage in front of thirty thousand people in order to play their guitar mm. nope you have to practice a lot in your bedroom unplugged before you can be on the stage in the limelight so it's it's the same thing because you got a gun doesn't make you a shooter because you got a guitar doesn't make you a musician and so we wanted to somehow bridge the gap between like great you come, you take this class, we run some drills with you. Of course, you're going to be shooting better four hours, eight hours down the road than you were when you first got there. You're warmed up. We got some reps in. You, you're, you're dialed in, and that's all you're thinking about. But that's not going to be the case when you're in a poorly lit area getting home, you know, trying to get home from work or a night out. So what we wanted to do was somehow work with people, especially at a time when going out has been uh, really difficult or impossible. And so – We've we've been bringing on more and more, and we're going to be opening this up again in the next month or so for uh, shooters. So, you know, follow us on Instagram to keep an, an eye out for it. But we, we like working with just a group of shooters. We'll work on one skill. We, we, we call it our weekly skill builder broadcast. And, you know, I, I believe it's $9 a month. We do um, a half-hour uh, workout, so to speak, live. Um, it's been Thursday evenings typically. And uh, then we have 20 to 30 minutes of Q&A with people that want to hang out afterwards. Um, and, and not everybody dials in every single uh, week because maybe they don't need to, don't want to, or uh, we'll have a really hot topic. So we'll expand on that topic the following week. Um, we often bring in guests that are, you know, world champions or very seasoned instructors in various genres of shooting from military, law enforcement, competitive, whatever, because shooting well is shooting well and getting perspective from different uh, applications with the same types of tools is useful for all of us. And so we, we wanted a way for people to um, be motivated and, and become a part of a small community uh, to, and, and why not do it with us and share uh, things like equipment to techniques um, with the students that have taken a class from us. So, we're going to be opening that back up. It got kind of popular, and we've had to retool a few things, and um, it's it's going to be better than ever uh, probably the first of April. You know, April Fool's Day. What better day to launch no. something serious? So how, how do they find these classes? What's what's What do they have to go to? Uh, probably the best place to find us is 
Instagram, elevatedtraining.live. That also happens to be our website URL as well. So um, we, we've been uh, announcing classes on that regularly. We also have a, a text number. So if you want to know when classes are coming online or um, in various areas, you can just send us a text at 801-516-3614. That's 801-516-3614. Call today. No. Okay, I got the first three numbers. What? Hey, I got the first three. What was the second one? Second group. 801-516-3614. Hey, if you're going to get in my business, you got to do it slowly. <laughs> Dave goes only at a certain pace. That's right. Old. Well, that sounds that sounds amazing. I mean, especially these days with ammo prices and, you know, shutdowns and just the state of the economy and state of everything. Um, that sounds like a great price, a great program. So that, I'm super excited that you guys are doing that. So you yeah, said there was been, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. It's been really fun to have these like intricate classes and stuff. But what we what we really love to preach is just getting that firearm out every day, touching it, knowing where in the safe it is, what condition it's in, and, you know, pr practicing your trigger pull, getting to know all those little minute details, and then putting it away. So not making a big deal about it. Um, like, oh, that's going to be a task that I can't do. But mm. just like brushing your teeth where you do it one minute every day, it, it's, yeah. it's that, those, those minute details. Um, and what you, tr you perform to the lowest amount of your training. So and what your muscle memory remembers. So um, having, knowing where that is and, and doing that at home every day and where it doesn't cost anything is a huge benefactor to yeah. helping yeah, it you becomes, out. It becomes an extension of, of you. Right. Well, it's just like you said, like brushing your teeth. Yeah. Going from a manual brush to, say, a water pail. <laughs> you know, well, if you, I mean, seriously. Yeah. Stop and think about it. If you've never used a water pick, you could end up drowning. You know, if you don't practice and use it properly. For real. See? My parents had a water pick in the 80s. Do they still make those? Yeah. Are you kidding? Us old people still have those things. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's only it keeps the teeth in our heads. But when it comes to repetitions, um, uh -huh. you know, we I, I like to explain to our students that yeah, all, all time is not equal. So I recommend before you strap on your carry gun to light fire. Do a few reps before you load it. Um, right for five minutes in the morning. And then when you get home and you're taking it off and putting it in the lockbox for the safe at night, do a few more reps, drawing it out, practice your trigger control, mix your grips nice and nice and firm, whatever it might be. And, you know, 10 minutes, you know, or five minutes twice a day over a six day period, that's, that's an hour of time. You're already touching your gun anyway. And those, those consistent small time periods of um, concerted, concentrated reps are going to make way more difference than if you like, all right, Friday morning, I'm just going to do an hour of dry fire and really get it in. It's not the same thing. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's like brushing your teeth seven times one day a week. So you right. don't have to do it the rest of the week. There it doesn't add up the same. So less is more. Or the exact same amount spread over time is more. Right. <laughs> well, when I say less, I mean, because, you know, people are habits. Okay, I miss Monday. I miss Wednesday. Well, I'll do it for an hour on Friday. That'll make up right. for it. And that's well, not, then they get overwhelmed and then yeah. it doesn't happen. Exactly. Yeah, it's got to be It's got to be something. It's got to be part of your routine, you know, because. And honestly, like, 
I, I don't know anyone that can honestly dry fire for an hour every single day. Even pro shooters that, that we hang with, if, if you're really gripping a pistol as tight as you should be when you shoot it, um, you, you're going to be done in 15 minutes. Right. Um, you know, bending over to manage that recoil and all, all that. It is an intense um, short spurt of uh, uh, activities. It isn't a marathon activity. It's a sprint activity, right? Mm-hmm. And it, so it, it you get honest, good reps in sprinting right. it out over time anyway. That, that's a good point. So you're doing all of these online. Uh, will you ever go back to classroom training? Or will have you found that oh, online is just as four good? Four nights a week. We're teaching four nights oh, a week. Okay, all right, gotcha. No, all of the above. So you're just mm-hmm. so you're giving you're giving the listener and the viewers almost every option available to fit their lifestyle. It, it, sure. It's a way that we're able to scale, unlike most instructors. And you know, once we start traveling for matches, just in the next couple of weeks here, um, you know, we're we're going to be teaching intermediate and advanced carbine and pistol classes with people that came out and took. Um, beginning and introductory fundamental classes from us, you know, last season. And it, it's just, it's not slowing down. It's snowballing and building on itself. Wow. And it's really exciting. So when you go all over the country shooting, when you go to certain cities for a match, do you hold any classes in that city or no? Um, we're working on being way more efficient with the destinations we travel to, mm. um, to do that. But, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. Because, right. Um, you know, the range of the competitions that is usually, you know, private land or a ranch in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. that more than just a public range, you know, we're, we're running around with stuff holstered. And, right. Uh, but, um, we're, we're attempting to, yeah. um, We'll see how the scheduling works out. Alicia is kind of taking that aspect over instead of me managing it, and so it's probably going to be run way more efficient. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I mean, and that's not a slam. That's not a slam at all because, you know, I I do the same thing. If I need to get something done or if I'm trying to help somebody out and there's a husband and wife, I always give all the information to the wife. You're just right. more efficient. Well, you do it, it's smart, man. Not pretty, but it's done. That's yeah. If it gets done, or if I don't forget and you know overload, but yeah, this. So we're almost done with our segments. So give us your give us your your how people get a hold of you again. One more time, a little bit slower, slower. Uh, so it's elevated just, elevated yeah. training dot live is our Instagram. Okay, and it's also our URL. So elevated training dot live. Or if you put elevated training in that Google box, you probably would pop up, right? Yes, hopefully. Hey, I'm the dummy in the room. I mean, when it comes to computers. All right. So that's awesome. And then they can, they'll, they'll be able to go to that, that site and they'll be able to see the schedule of, of, of uh, classes. And so they can pick and choose. Yes. Yeah, so we keep it updated regularly and all of our classes are up on there. Just that homepage. All right. Very good. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. We sure appreciate having you guys on, and we'd love to have you back again. Keep us abreast of how it's going out there. Thank you so much for having us. All right, folks. Hey, stay right there. And after the break, we're talking with Professor Raymond Kim from the Asian American Gun Owners of California, right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer.
Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Clean lube and protect your gun faster and easier with Seal One. Seal One CLP Plus is an all-in-one solution that cleans, lubricates, and protects your guns. It's also natural, non-toxic, and environmentally friendly. Seal One was founded by a Navy SEAL here in San Diego, and all their products are made in the USA. Seal One is also a strong supporter of San Diego County gun owners, so we are very proud to have them on board. Clean your gun faster and better with Seal One, and you can use a special promo code GOR25 for a 25% discount off your first order on their website at seal1.net. All right. Hey, Wendy, who have you got for your special guest? Ooh, this one I'm really excited about. We've got Dr. Raymond Kim on the line, and he uh, is from the Asian American Gun Owners of California, and we're going to chat a little bit about Asian American gun ownership. Cool. So for those of you who can't tell on the radio, I am Asian American as well, so this is a super important topic to me. Raymond, are you there? Yeah, okay. Can you hear me? Am I coming through? You're coming through. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Why don't you uh, give us a little bit of your background as well and what made you start the Asian American Gun Owners of California group? Uh, yeah, great. Uh, yeah, thanks for the introduction. Uh, you know, I'm excited to be on this, especially, you know, uh, you guys uh, in San Diego are, are pretty much... Uh, you know, the foundation of this gun movement across California, and you guys have had so much success uh, expanding into uh, into California. And hopefully we could get your tentacles uh, across all of California one day. But, um, yeah, so, so basically uh, uh, about me, you know, I, I worked, um, you know, in the middle of my life, in, in mid-career, I decided to do uh, a Ph.D. in finance, and um, I found myself out in Texas. Um, and when I was out in Texas uh, doing my PhD there, I was it was just it felt like it was another world. You know, I'm I don't when you guys had your interview with Chris Chang, uh, wow! I mean, his life story, uh, just talking about everything was it, it's it's really similar to my experience. Uh, you know, growing up in SoCal in Los Angeles County in Cerritos, uh, you know, kind of uh, cut off. Uh, you know, in this bubble of uh, not knowing the Second Amendment uh, culture yes. of America. Yeah, and, and, same. You know, and, and when I was out in Texas, I was just, I was I was expecting the worst. Uh, you know, I was expecting all the typical, uh, what, what the media says, you know, I was expecting if I stepped on uh, someone's, someone's toes, they would shoot me, you know, because, <laughs> you know, it's just like, I, I was expecting the worst, but, it was the exact opposite. Like people were just so nice out there. Um, and, you know, gun ownership was huge out there. And, and I really got to understand what it meant. Uh, you know, an armed society is a polite society. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it felt like I was in another country. And uh, when I came back uh, to California, um, <clears throat> you know, I, there, there was a, about three years ago, there were some incidents in Los Angeles, Koreatown, where some elderly uh, uh, Korean grandmothers were attacked uh, randomly, um, and I, I was just I was horrified. And I also saw a lot of the politicians were kind of taking advantage of of the elderly in Koreatown, uh, you know, taking advantage of 
of the of you know not speaking English as well, and yeah. then kind of uh, uh, putting them in a bad position uh, uh, as far as uh, uh, you know danger, and you know setting up tr- drug friendly homeless shelters next to uh, largely Hispanic elementary schools and largely Korean uh, elderly centers, and and they're just kind of you know saying, hey, you know these communities they're not going to speak up, so why don't we stick uh, stick you know all this. Uh, bad stuff on them. And I, I was just kind of coming back from Texas. I was just, I was just shocked. I, I was in a reverse cultural shock coming back to California. Like, wow, this is so different because uh, elderly in Texas were, uh, you know, they're, they're all armed and nobody messes with elderly. In Texas. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, and, and, and what I like to say is you can tell who's armed in Texas because they're the most polite mm. and nicest people you've ever met. They're, they're the one that's armed. <laughs> right and um and and i was just i was just so shocked at how different things were coming back uh and i it just i just is just this singular focus you know um for for elderly uh asians to be treated uh the same as they are in texas i mean you know we have to you have to be armed and armed society is a polite society um and and i just uh you know and that, that's been the uh the biggest that that was the singular goal of why uh, we started Asian American Gun Owners of California, and uh, ever since the pandemic started, uh, you know, we started a private group, um, and membership has was just uh, it just exploded, mm-hmm. um, and it was just uh, the timing and uh, was just right. And I'd like to say that we're the only uh, California-wide uh, gun. A Second Amendment community where the majority of the members uh, live in anti-gun counties. Uh, yeah. You know, the majority of our members, you know, we live in Los Angeles County, San Francisco County, Alameda County, Santa Clara County. And these are where all the anti-gun legislations are co-sponsored and they start. Right. Yeah. And the, in, the interesting thing about that, too, is there those are really the only ones that are anti-gun. There's there's. If you look at overall the counties in California, most of them are actually fairly gun friendly, but there's, you know, a small handful that are very anti-gun, like the ones you just mentioned, and they they drive a lot of the 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 message. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Wendy, I think we talked about this how you grew up in Orange County not that far away from me and mm-hmm. you know, Chris Chang, I mean, he just hearing him talk about it, it like it, it, it uh, you know, it, it, it gave me uh, goosebumps just hearing somebody talk about that exact same experience that I had where, you know, you grow up uh, in a generally you don't know about this Second Amendment community in, in the rest of America. And uh, when when Chris Chang ventured outside of California, he was surprised at how uh, friendly and warm and and accepting the second uh, the greater Second Amendment community was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was exactly my experience too. And, and, you know, he, when he comes back and he's in San Francisco and, uh, you know, he talked about how a lot of, uh, you know, he felt that there's a lot of, uh, closeted gun owners in San Francisco, just like, you know, they, they felt the same shame that LGBTQ felt in the eighties and nineties. Wow. Um, and, and that's exactly, uh, you know, that's exactly how a lot of, of, you know, Asian Americans feel, especially, you know, uh, you know, my high school, I, I, you know, I, I can't, 
you know, there's there's not a single person I talked to from high school about firearms. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the mostly most of my college friends I don't. Uh, you know, it's it's still uh, it's this bubble, um, and most of the time we you know the the bubble that we thought we were in was oh you know we're not exposed to the urban uh, you know the urban community and we don't know what it's like in the in the uh, you know in these in these in the hood like that that kind of thing but it's you know but wow there's an entire we're also in another bubble we have no idea what the second amendment community what the uh what the greater uh you know community is well, yeah. that, that's another bubble and i think the awareness of the of, of that bubble is uh nearly it, it's there it's non-existent in a lot of these asian american communities yeah um, and, and I- hopefully yeah. I, I think there you mentioned a really good point about how we're in a bubble and and we feel like we can't talk about gun ownership. And, you know, you and I have talked about this before, but one of the things that we as an organization and all of our organizations, including Gun Owners Radio and San Diego County Gun Owners and all of our organizations across California, one of our goals is to make sure that to help people feel like they don't have to hide. They don't have to whisper about being gun owners. They don't have to, you know, go, go stand off and have side conversations between two coworkers. Like, Hey, he's my other gun buddy. And I can't, I can't mention this to anybody else in the office. You know, there are a lot more gun owners than people, people realize. And, um, and it shouldn't have to be something that we hide. You know, so Raymond, let me let me ask you this: I mean, When you're, you know, when you go and you talk to the Asian community, are they shocked that you're doing this? I mean, are they surprised you're a Second Amendment advocate? Well, I, I mean, you know, we we actually started this group, uh, the, the private group, about a year ago. So you know, mostly it's been you know during the pandemic. Uh, so I haven't actually seen. Uh, you know, talk to an audience and seeing their faces about, about uh, that yeah. much. But uh, what I what I do uh, communicate uh, to to members that are on the fence. Um, you know, I talk to them a, a lot about academic research. Uh, there's a you know, I'm sure you're familiar with John Lott um, and and a lot of his research. But there's been a lot of uh, recent research, like uh, there's Gleef 2020. Uh, they he, he had a, a peer-reviewed academic article that shows uh, the more CCWs there are, uh, the more CCWs there are, then violent crime falls. Mm-hmm. Um, and if California had the same CCW rate as Texas, which is around 10%, uh, then we would see rape fall 35% and assaults wow. would decrease 29%. Um, and, and this also supports John Lott's research and previous criminology research that shows uh, criminals are scared. They're scared of armed victims more than they're scared of police. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and I think a lot of uh, what's going on in the mainstream media is there's, uh, there's, you know, nobody focuses on what criminals are thinking when they target victims. You know, you're, hey, Raymond, hey, Raymond, we're going to have to let you hold on for a second. We're going to keep you for another segment if we can, because you are listening to Gun Owners Radio FM. 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. 
Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Okay, that's not Michael Schwartz. He has not hurt himself. That's Wendy. That's why she has a higher voice than Michael has. I'm a lot prettier, too. Way prettier than Michael. Way prettier than Michael. But Michael and Joe are out playing in the woods someplace. Uh, Desert. Is it Front Sight? Front Sight, Front Sight. So they're having too much fun. Mike puts pictures on Facebook. And I've never, never seen anybody smile as much as he does. Hey, stick with the show. We have got an amazing hour coming up. But right now, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone. And unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. So if you have taken training, then you know you should have coverage for the legal battle after your self-defense battle. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7. 365 days a year with comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off and neither does U.S. Law Shield. And guess what? If you join U.S. Law Shield, you can get a free t-shirt. Just use promo code GUNOWNERSRADIO at uslawshield.com when you sign up and it's all yours. Hey, do me a favor. If you're watching us on YouTube, please hit the like and subscribe button. And tell all of your friends all about us. We'd appreciate it. So, Wendy, we've kept Raymond Kim. What's the topic yeah. for this hour? So, this this uh, segment, we're going to turn the table a little bit. And we're going to talk about um, what's been going on in the Asian American community recently. So, okay, before you do that, Raymond, yes. kind of give us a little quickie of who you are. Just in case somebody tuned in. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, I, I'm a professor of finance. Uh, right now, I just graduated with my with my PhD from UC Riverside uh, last year. Um, and I started this uh, Asian American of Gun Owners of California uh, about a little less than two years ago. And mm-hmm. it really started uh, blowing up about a year ago mm-hmm. uh, as, as the pandemic kind of went underway. And, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of stuff we want to talk about started. <laughs> Yeah. So, so talk to me about what has been happening lately. I mean, you know, you and I have both heard a lot about a spike in violence against uh, Asian Americans. Now, do you think is that pandemic related or, or is there something else? Um, Yeah. You know, I think uh, I started to notice uh, crimes against Asians after Prop 47 passed. Uh, you know, there was a, a YG, he had a song, Meet the Flockers. Uh, it, incur- it, it, it gave uh, step-by-step instructions how to do knock-knock burglaries on Chinese. Um, and, I grew, and I grew up in Cerritos, uh, where my parents still live, and it's uh, uh, you know, a lot of Asian Americans here. Um, and Cerritos actually became uh, number one in property crimes uh, in Los Angeles County, and over 90% of the criminals are from outside of Cerritos. Oh, interesting. Uh, so, so, you know, so, so a lot of, of these professional burglars, they started to uh, target elderly and Asian Americans. Uh, and then uh, I think uh, a lot of these criminals were saying that, uh, uh, you know, they, they have various reasons, but other, uh, you know, 
some of the reasons that they also cited was uh, that they thought that Asian Americans, uh, they're less likely to fight back. Um, and also uh, cr- uh, they're less likely to report uh, to police because of mm-hmm. language, uh, cultural barriers, uh, language barriers. Yeah, um, and, and I, a, a cultural a cultural preference for not wanting to, to stir the pot or cause trouble by even letting police officers do their job. Well, right? they're afraid. They're afraid. But let me ask you this. Have you done these studies? Like, who are doing these crimes? Are they actual other Asian Americans doing these crimes? Well, uh, actually, I mean, uh, in San Francisco, uh, I think they looked at um, – there was some data out of San Francisco that said uh, something like around 90% of violent assaults, uh, the victims were Asian um, and the perpetrators were, you know, vastly African-American. Um, oh, yeah. and, and, and that's what kind of bothered me about, uh, you know, so Dion Lim, she was a, a reporter in San Francisco and she first uh, shined light on a lot of these uh you know, extremely violent attack on Asian American elderly about a month ago. Um, and, you know, the mainstream news was, was not picking it up at all. Um, and, and it wasn't until, you know, basically you have to kind of twist the story into blaming it on Trump. Uh, and then they all of a sudden had talked about it on mainstream media. Um, and, you know, my, my initial thoughts were, was always, Hey, you know, if we need to get all, if all Asian Americans, uh, you know, elderly, I mean, all Californians, of course, but, uh, you know, if, if Asian Americans were armed and, and mm-hmm. the elderly were armed and Asian American women were armed, uh, there would be a lot fewer crimes. Uh, and, you know, you know, there's also research that shows criminals actually look at the body posture of their victims. Um, and I'm sure any anybody that CCW knows, you know, your body posture when you're concealed carrying, it's not, it's not a... a a, a passive body posture where mm-hmm. you look scared, you know, you're, you're confident, you're walking, um, you know, like without, uh, without fear uh, or less fear um, and, and criminals pick up on that and they, they want to find victims that look vulnerable and scared. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I guess, but as time went on, I, I was also thinking that, well, you know, there is, you know, we it is it is nice to talk about uh, what is going on with with Asian American elderly. Um, you know, uh, and, and I think it's great that uh, it, you know it is getting more on mainstream news. Uh, but what is missing is this perspective of uh, you know uh, having self defense, uh, being able to defend yourself mm-hmm. um, is is an important part of the conversation that's being left out. And I, 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 I you know, it's wonderful that. Gun Owners Radio is, uh, you know, dedicating some time to this uh, really important issue as well. Well, it's 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 crazy that it's even going on, and it's unfortunate that mainstream media is not outraged and giving it way more coverage today. Okay, I get it; they didn't want to do it when Trump was in. Okay, I get it; you hate Trump, fine. But that's over with. So we need to, if they want to call it going back to normalcy, they need to do everything they can to help protect the Asian community. I mean, that's, you know, that's just crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the the stop AAPI data, it shows that, uh, uh, you know, even though only 40% of Asian Americans live in California and New York, uh, over 60% of these hate crimes are happening in California and New York. Uh, 
Uh, so so it's, it's, it's overrepresented. You know, it's happening in these cities where obviously, you know, these, these criminals, they're not exactly Trump supporters, uh, you know, and, and, and people on the ground that run these uh, Chinatown volunteer, uh, you know, uh, organizations where they're escorting elderly, uh, the people that confront them um, and call them racist names to their face, uh, you know, uh, you know, these are not nice people. The, uh, mm-hmm. uh, these, these are these are not people that barely miss being valedictorian, uh, <laughs> or you know, these, you know, they actually caught some of these people that were uh, uh, one of our one of our uh, one of our members, Liana Louie, She had a United a Peace a Collaborative in San Francisco and Oakland. They do a lot of uh, elderly. Uh, escorting there, and and they said that some of the, one one person that confronted them and and said racist names to them and and uh, tried to assault them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they caught him later, and they found out he's basically you know he had an ankle, he took off his ankle bracelet. He was a wow. he, he's a he's an ex fellow already. A, yeah. yeah. So so Raymond, we're running out of time. I have a fix for it. If you attack an a, 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 a Asian American senior citizen. You get life in prison. Simple. Well, you don't. Need, you don't have to do it once. You don't have to do it once. The word to get out on the street and it'll be over. Well, I think um, yeah, you, you know, know. Raymond's mentioned that increased gun ownership and more CCWs. I think that's huge. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the way to go. Raymond, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, sure. Well, you know, we're we're uh, we're mainly on Facebook uh, under Asian American Gun Owners of California. We have a public page and a private page. On the public page. Uh, I, I post a lot of academic research that shows, uh, you know, how gun ownership uh, reduces crime. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm fully a constitutional uh, supporter of the Second Amendment, but there's, you know, 30% of Californians are independent. And yeah, I, I know. All right. Show. all right, Raymond, we we're going to have to... Raymond, yeah. we're going to have to get you your own show. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Thank you, Raymond. <laughs> You know, thank you so much for Great this chatting. Time. I really appreciate it. We'll yes. definitely have you back. Have no fear. Folks, you're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. This is PRMI Mortgage. PRPrimeRes.com slash Alpine. Boy, if you're in the military or you're looking for help for a VA loan, Chris is the guy. Or if you're looking to buy, refi, or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris Wiley a call at 619 619- 722-1303 for primerez.com slash alpine. Hey, we have a winner. Rob McCallick. Congratulations. You just won a free seal one CLP kit. We will be getting back in touch with you. And for all those YouTube viewers out there, we want to thank Dr. Exotic, Rick Cohen, and AKs are better. Mm, all right. I well, agree with you. Uh, you don't Especially think, with what we're about to talk about. Well, I know, and I didn't even know what it was at first. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool until you told me what it was. It makes it even cooler. So Wendy's going to do a product review. And do we have Sandy Keller on the line? Excellent. So what do you got there, kid? 
All right. So uh, it's funny that you just did a shout out for AKs Are Better because I actually have an AR product here with me today. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I really... I talk about a lot is um, why customization is so important to women in particular, because ARs are long and sometimes they can be heavy mm -hmm. and um, women in general have a different body type, body size than, than most men do. So it's really important for us to be able to customize an AR so that it fits properly. Mm -hmm. It is ergonomic for women um, so, for example, like a, a, an adjustable buttstock so that I can make it shorter so that right. it's appropriate. It's an appropriate length for me. So um, I don't know if you know this, Dave, but I'm actually one of the plaintiffs in Miller v. Becerra, which is the lawsuit that we filed against the attorney general's office to get rid of the assault weapons ban. So this is extra important to me. Um, and I have Sandy on the line. So she is from Offhand Gear and I'm really excited to show one of your uh one of your handguards right now hi sandy how you doing good how are you guys today well i tell you what i'm looking at this handguard i didn't even know what it was i thought wow that's a beautiful piece of sculpture is what it looks like <laughs> it is i mean it basically yeah. is it's artwork so so what is this i mean it's not a candle holder <laughs> no, no. So it is it is a handguard for the AR platform. And the whole concept is if you're going to cut away material to lose weight, you might as well cut the material away in really cool designs. Ah, that's amazing. So how many different designs do you have? Um, well, right now we have 12 with number 13 coming in April. Awesome. Very cool. And there's so many cool designs. I have I have a, I have two here with me. Careful, this is this part's gonna fall out. So I have two here with me. One of them is this beautiful rose design. Um, and this replaces your traditional handguard. So <clears throat> excuse me. Some uh, most people have, you know, maybe like a magpole um, handguard or something. Instead of that, I have this beautiful rose. Um, you know, rose design on this one. And then I also have this fleur-de-lis one. Do you, I don't know if you still carry this one, this fleur-de-lis um, oh, yes. version. Oh, yes, yes, the fleur-de-lis. Fleur-de-lis was actually the very first design. No um, and that's like what's it. on. Yeah, that's actually what's on my personal AR. Um, and then, yeah, you also have the rose vine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they come in tons of different colors. So you, you um, offer Cerakote with it. So I've got a like mm -hmm. a lilac on my fleur-de-lis and this beautiful deep red on my rose. But tell me about like some of the other ones that you have. I there, I saw a unicorn one on there. I mean, there's yep. some really fun stuff. Yep. So there's the unicorn. Um, there's the rose vine, like you said. Um, there's the skull. So there's one with skulls on it and yes. the stag, which is really popular. And that actually has like a deer head oh, and roses on it. Yes, yeah, gorgeous. <clears throat> and then there's the diamond one. Um, I always kind of joke around with people. It's kind of like diamonds are her best friend. Why not give her one for her AR? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And then there's, yeah, there's the lily, the fleur de lis. There's the kiss my brass, which are lips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, and the butterfly. 
So, and Sandy, they're available. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like the way the it looks like a CNC machine did this, the way it's cut out. But it could be done another way. But does this add? Does this add to the gripping factor of an AR versus the factory, yeah. whatever there from the factory? So that's kind of one of the beauties too. Is is all the designs are cut, um, and if you're actually using a couple of different machines um, to do it, but the cuts are all back beveled, so that like if you're wearing because uh. another thing like for us women is like we wear to wear jewelry and rings. Yeah. And so as you slide, as you slide your oh, hand yeah. across it, your rings and stuff don't yep. catch up on it because of the back bevel. Super comfortable, and you still have the rail mount options on there. Can you talk about those? Correct. So the Picatinny rail, um, they all come with the availability to put that on either the top or bottom, and then the Mandala Lotus, which we actually designed more for some of our shooting sports ladies. Um, because it is the lightest design, and you can put the Picatinny on all four sides. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do have to use our proprietary Picatinny because the diameter of the handguard being a smaller diameter, making it easier to hang on to, to get the correct rise so that your gotcha. Picatinny and your, your sides and stuff come up to the right height, you have to use ours because ours has the right curvature on the back side to fit right. well and the right rise to bring things up to the right height. Yeah. Now, and, and you were you were mentioning how the diameter of the rail is actually a very specific size to make it um, to make it lighter, right, for women, especially for women. It's easier to hang on to. Yes. Um, so when it comes to holding it in your hand, it's a smaller diameter, so smaller hands can hang on to it easier. Um, but, yes, and you do have to run a low-profile gas block with them mm-hmm. because of how small the diameter is. Yeah. How okay. hard how hard is it to install? Oh, it is so easy. So it's literally so on your upper receiver, it's putting our barrel nut on the upper receiver yep. and then it's and I've six set screws. So I've got and really? it's literally just six yep. six set screws because it's a free float system. Yes. So in other words, I even have some ladies that especially like my competition shooters where they have more than one handguard uh, and they'll switch out like from a 15 inch size like in a rose and then in other competitions they'll just undo those six set screws and switch to a 12 inch yeah. in a different design yeah so I'm, I'm showing the little instructions that came rolled up in my in my handguard yeah. it's got the six screws in it comes with the allen wrench um looks super easy um so the biggest the biggest hurdle is really the low profile gas block, but even that's pretty easy too. And yeah. most ARs actually come with that already installed too. Mm-hmm. So So you're there. Okay, so I just gotta ask you, because there might be a few people out there that are not really good with a Allen wrench. <laughs> but do you have videos on your website that show how to install this? Yeah. So there is like when you go to the website under the AR um, under the handguard category there is a category that says instructions and there's you'll you'll find videos. So Excellent. it just says the Dave stall button push here and then that'll show me how to put that thing on. <laughs> yes, <Pretty> exactly. <laughs> so so what's the biggest feedback that you get from uh, from these types of products? So yeah. I know, you know, obviously these are designed for mostly for women. Um, and why is it so important that we have these products available for women? Um, well, one of my favorite things about the fact since I started this business is 
I get lots of phone calls and lots of emails from men thanking me for creating these and having these available because they wanted their, you know, girlfriends and wives to go to the range with them. And they kind of like, they're intimidated by the AR platform. Mm -hmm. And then they run across, they run across me and they're like, well, if you build me an AR that looks like this, I'll go to the range with you. And, and I don't it, blame takes, it takes a lot. Yeah, it takes a lot of the intimidation out of the platform away for, for them. And then once they go, they're they're hooked. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it definitely, I can definitely see that. I mean, you know, some some of the, the boyfriends, no offense, they have these really tactical ARs, which can be kind of intimidating for somebody who, you know, is already kind of scared to begin with. And they're not tactical. Well, they're they're not tactical. I mean, yeah. you know, they're all black or have lots of gadgets yeah. on them. But to have something like this, that's just absolutely beautiful. And you can personalize it. it yeah, exactly. So there's so many options. She has different paint colors, different designs. And to be able to go and have something that is specifically designed for women, it's, you know, it's easy to hold. It's, um, it's beautiful. And you can still have your little touch of girly on there, which I love. I was amazed. I wear a gear ring. And it's got some pretty gnarly edges on it. Mm-hmm. I rode it up and down that. It didn't hang up, not once. Scratching my stuff. Are you I dating? didn't yeah. scratch yeah. your thing. Jeez, Lord. No, it's actually it's actually super durable. Um, it, yeah. So see, see what happens when I, I lose total control. What kind of money are we talking about for this? For say one of these units. Um, well, it, it, the biggest basis is, is what kind of like Cerakote finish you want, but uh-huh. they start out and, and which size, because we, we offer them in four different sizes from seven inch all the way to 15. Oh. And so they start out about 240 mm-hmm. um, and go up from there, depending on, you know, like the unicorns available in a four color Cerakote. And, you know, they each kind of have their own little, right. avail- you know, different options. Um, but they start out around 240 and go up from there, depending on what you do with them. What's your warranty? Lifetime. I'm a car guy. That you have to know I'm going to ask you that question. <laughs> you know, because somebody question. tells yeah. me 12 months. I got 12 months. Jeez. And <laughs> I knew I knew you were going to say lifetime, and I didn't even ask Wendy, did I? Well, uh, okay, Sandy, before we go, share how people can get in touch yeah. with you. Um, so our website is offhandgear.com. Um, and you can find us on all social media at Offhand Gear. Um, but offhandgear.com, and you know, there's a contact us form. So if anybody has any questions, they can submit a question. And I'm a one woman show, so it's me who will answer your uh-huh. question. Sandy, you hit a home run with this product. I'm here to tell you. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you, Sandy. All uh, right, you know what? You need to get on Shark Tank. <laughs> that would be a sight to see that would be a sight to see alright kiddo thank you very very much again folks that's offhandgear.com check it out make for a great uh, anniversary or birthday gift for your better half oh, great we're going to take a quick break this is Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170 The Answer Hey, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, by the way, check out our website. Our magnum interview is uh, by going to gunownersradio.com slash magnum. The last one was 
with uh, Kung Lee. And you know who was talking about him a little earlier, championship MMA fighter. That's a firearms trainer as well. Hey, this segment's brought to you by Blackhound Optics. And you know they're a 10-ring partner at San Diego County Gun Owners. Accurate, affordable, guaranteed sporting optics that go the distance. Backed by customer service that goes that extra mile. You might remember when Joe reviewed some of their scopes. Great guys, great product, and a really great company. That is making optics affordable. On top of quality optics, they pay close attention to the customer experience. And did you know their scopes come with mounts? So you don't have to worry about finding one that doesn't fit or does fit. Hey, we are so excited to have them on as official partners of the show. And for them at your lo- ask for them at your local gun store or find them in- online at blackhoundoptics.com. All right, Wendy, my dear, what are we chatting about? So we're going to talk about a little bit about Not Me SD for this segment. And since you were just talking about Blackhound, yeah. I wanted to start off by saying they have a really great promo for our Not Me SD ladies. Really? Um, well, it's for anybody, but yeah. um, but it, it goes to supporting our Not Me SD program. And I'll talk about why that's so important in just a second. Um, so if you use code Not Me SD, uh, you get 5% off everything in Plus free shipping. Wow. And they donate 30% of proceeds to the Not Me SD program. Wow. So, so what cool. is Not Me SD? So, for those of you who don't know, Not Me SD is our ladies' mentorship program. Um, we pair new gun owners, new female gun owners, up with an experienced female gun owner who will help answer all of the questions, all of their questions. Mm-hmm. So, when I first became a gun owner, I was, I basically just kind of fumbled my way through all of it. You know, I didn't really know who to ask. Yeah. Um, I knew a couple of gun people, but I was still really nervous. I was still really intimidated by everything there was to know. Um, you know, even Googling stuff is is really hit or miss. So let's talk a little bit about your, your path. What got you into guns? Um, I had I, I was in a relationship that ended poorly mm-hmm. um and the the next boyfriend after that was um was very into guns and he taught me how to shoot he uh-huh. he thought it was really important that i know how to protect myself especially because i felt really uncomfortable right. with the relationship that had previously ended and prior um, to this guy you had never even thought of owning a gun. No, I, you know, I had I had gone shooting once with mm-hmm. a friend. Um, I never thought I would become a gun owner. Um, it was just like this cool thing that I had done once. Um, I never would have been like, oh yeah, I want to go become a gun owner. I want to become a COO. <laughs> I'm a second organization. Yeah, my my life trajectory changed a little bit there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when I was becoming. When I was learning all this stuff, it was just so confusing, and I was, you know, in my early twenties, and I didn't, I didn't want to be the person to be like, "What is, what is caliber?" You know, what is? Oh, you didn't want to be the, the dummy in the room. Oh, no, of course not. You yeah. know, nobody does, especially women, and especially a woman who is already nervous about becoming yeah. a gun owner. And gun stores weren't nice to people that didn't know anything about oh, the product. You know. It's I hit mean, or miss. It's hit or it's miss. Hit or miss. Today it's yeah. different. Today it's different. Yes, it, it is. You know, because back back then I I you know I 
all the time I got things like, oh, why do you why do you want that gun? Yeah. That one's too big for you. Yeah. Or or the best one is, hey, this one's pink. Like check this one out. Right. I mean that and even even now, you know, I've been in the gun industry now for almost 10 years. I've been an instructor for seven now. Yeah. Um it still happens to I was me every say, once you in still a while. Get it yeah. Every once in oh a while. yes. <laughs> yeah. And you know, in my experience as an instructor too, I, I used to hear all the same things happen to women all the time. The same things that happened to me. Yeah. Where they got condescending advice, they yeah. got bad advice, or they they would spend hours at a gun shop and leave with a gun that they hated. Right. And and I just, I just never. But they want sold that to the happen. gun that they've been wanting to get rid of for the last three months. Maybe right? you know, it yeah. was maybe it was the shop trying to do that. Yeah, maybe it was know. some well-meaning Dave Stahl who yeah. bought his wife a gun but that she couldn't she, rack. That's exactly. You know, right. I mean, that stuff happens all the time. All the time. Um, but I don't, I don't want that to happen anymore. So, so we started this program about two years ago. Um, it's called Not Me SD, and so we have experienced female gun owners who have gone through all of these things, right. you know, gone to the gun shop, um, gotten training. Um, most of them have their CCW as well. Mm. So these are three areas that we help brand new gun owners, uh, brand new females who are just trying to figure out what to do. Right. They don't, not only do, are they answering their questions, but they're helping them figure out what questions to ask because they don't even know. Right. So I think that's super important. Fulfilling a dream. Because if you want to own a gun, but you don't know how to own a gun, mm-hmm. that's a rough road. It is. And there's so many things that are really confusing, and yeah. especially in California. And pitfalls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, a gun shop will help walk you through all that stuff. But but you don't want to be, well, most women don't want to be that person asking a million questions right. at the gun, the gun shop. You know, they already feel intimidated and they don't want to feel like right. they're taking up somebody's time because, you know... I. And that's part of part of the salesperson's job, and most of them are happy to do it. But that doesn't take away the intimidation factor for right. the woman. Sure, it's still like, oh, I, I just, I feel I like know. I don't know anything. Yeah, you know, I mean, when I was teaching a lot, I would hear, and this is probably a stupid question, but if whatever. You heard the that once? Oh you heard my it goodness! A million times. And it breaks my heart to hear people say that yeah. because there are no stupid questions. No. There are none. And and it's it's already such a confusing thing mm. to do. You know, there's we have a roster. We have like what's an FSC? Why do we have a 10 day wait? What you know, what's a caliber? What's a barrel? I mean, all of these things there Can I carry this thing? Can I put it in my yeah. car? Oh, exactly. Do I have to keep it locked up? Yes. Am I allowed to carry I mean, there's it's a million and one questions. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about it is you guys, young ladies, wanna know. Guys, yes. guys don't. <laughs> guys are okay. Fun, you know they're They'll just like, find oh, we'll, just, out we'll figure the it out. Hard way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I, I agree. You know, women t- definitely tend to want to s- know the whole picture when they're getting into it. So they they want to know all the questions to all those answers. And isn't it nice to know they can get those answers from another woman? Exactly. Only exactly. because there's that trust factor mm-hmm. between a woman and a woman. Yeah, and they 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 feel comfortable asking these questions. They don't feel like they have to be the only one in the room who has no idea what's going on. Right. Because you know, the truth is that they're probably not the only person who doesn't know the answers to these right. questions, but they they don't want to feel like they're the only ones. Well, just to your credit of putting this program together, having people like Desi mm-hmm. is the right move. There's yes. a young lady that is so warm and engaging. Yeah. There's no way you could feel intimidated, afraid, or stupid 
anywhere around her because she will take you. I mean, she's like a mother hen. <laughs> she will put you under her wing and she'll level out what it is, the level of, of, of yes. support that you need. Yes. She has such a unique knack. Am I right That's or not? That's such a perfect description of her because what, so her role for, uh, for those of you who don't know, Desi is our project manager and she helps oversee all of our ambassadors. Mm-hmm. So our ambassadors are some of the, the ladies who are helping do the mentoring mm-hmm. um, and Desi you know, not only oversees the ambassadors, but she also mentors as well. So, right. so Mother Hen is the perfect description, and she's just so comfortable to talk yeah. to. All of our ambassadors are fantastic. Right. They all volunteer their time. Mm-hmm. They, um, you know, they they help us provide this program so that we can make it free. You know, all of these women who are applying to get help, we do it for no charge. Right. So I think that's super amazing. We just hit 300 women who have what? who have applied for the program. Whoa. Um, Look, goosebumps. So, ooh. Goosebumps. Excellent goosebumps. I so think these, that's so huge. Yes. That, that this, well, and I think it tells a lot about Not Me SD is all about. I mm-hmm. think, in fact, didn't I get Desi on KUSI? Yeah. Oh, that one brought, we we got a How'd ton of new. It, it was excellent. We got a ton of new applications. You owe me. Maybe a little bit. But you know what? I did it because of the program. Mm-hmm. And the end result was you got a bunch of people mm-hmm. that are interested. And I bet yes. if you, in a couple of months, reach out to KUSI again, because I I haven't talked to them, but I know they loved that topic. Otherwise, yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah. didn't, hear, I didn't hear the results. That's great. So, so you know, we're able to, with help of friends like Dave Stahl. I try. I, I guess you helped a little. Oops. Uh, and and fantastic volunteers right. and you know amazing program manager like like uh, like Desi you know we're able to get all of these women help right and in certain situations um, we even provide grants so we oh, never wow. want money to be an issue for somebody to be able to protect themselves that's amazing so so programs like like Blackhound Optics they're they're um, you know them donating some of their proceeds sure. to our program. That's what that money goes towards. Right. So you know that that single hardworking mother who um, is just in in dire straits. Maybe oh, yeah. she can't afford it right now. Mm-hmm. You know, training is super important. Um, maybe she can scrape together the money for a gun, but that training needs yeah. to happen. Yeah. Right? In fact, that's more important than the gun. Yes, actually. So our procedures, we actually get them training first, and then take and them to the range, let yep. them shoot, and then uh, and then get them the and right then gun. get them. The right gun. The right exactly. gun. Don't forget that right gun. Not, not the Dave Stahl gun. I know. I've got my wife. She, I keep telling her. She keeps saying her and two of her girlfriends are going to sign up. Come on over. Well, they Come need to do over. that. I know. But, you know, you don't push. You just. It guy. seems like when girls get together and say, let's do it, it happens. But when a guy says, hey, you need to go do this, <laughs> it ain't going to happen. You know, actually, that brings me to a really good point. So we actually had such a huge demand yeah. um, for these shooting socials that we do. They're, you know, they're. They're low-key, casual shooting events that right. we do. Um, we had so much demand. We actually added a, a ladies shooting social every single month. Oh, so, there you go. And they're go. selling out like hotcakes. And so, how do people find out about it? Go to our website, San Diego County Gun Owners Very good. Backslash uh, hashtag not me or SD. Uh, yeah. Backslash not me SD. Yeah, we'll get it right. Or it's on the homepage. It's on the homepage. All right, we're going to take a quick break, folks. You are listening to... Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer.
right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, our show needs your help. We live in a state where your self-defense rights are quickly eroding. Let us be your voice to help defend and restore the Second Amendment in California. Help spread the word about the fight. There's two easy things you can do. One, like and subscribe to the show on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Parlor, the podcast, or whatever way you listen to the show. Share the show with as many friends as you can. And thanks for tuning in. And remember, together, we will win. All right, Sam the Gunman. How you doing, buddy? I'm okay. How are you guys? Well, Uncle Mikey and Uncle Joe are out playing at Front Sight, so you've got me and Wendy. All right. Well, um, so we're ready for you. Are you ready? I hope so. Uh, I mean, I I know uh, without Uncle Michael there to protect me, you're probably going to lob me a pretty hard one. No, I'm I'm not. Here we go. This is from Josephina in my little town of Alpine. What is special about the Glock 18, and how mechanically does Glock make it special? Josephina from Alpine, thanks very much for writing in. Um, And this might have been a fun question with uh, Uncle Mike on the line, because uh, you know how he feels about his Glocks. Um, Now, the the Glock 18 is a pretty interesting pistol. Um, It is one of the three that is not uh, actually five models that aren't available to civilians in the U.S., and um, it is unique in that it is the only uh, fully automatic Glock pistol. It's basically just a a Glock 17, which is their full-size 9mm, with a selector switch, and it was designed at the request of EKO Cobra, Austria's counter-terror unit. They liked their Glocks, and they wanted something with a little bit more uh, firepower, but still that small, compact size. Correct. Unbelievable. What? I tell you, the guy's what? amazing. Just amazing. It's weird that like it's like word for word how the answer's I, on the sheet. And he never gets the answers up front. But I think the book he read like five years ago, you know, Josephina must have just read it yesterday. I don't know what the deal is. No, well, here's something for you that might not be in the written answer. Um, Glock says that they actually use the 18 internally for doing durability testing on certain parts because if you know if you can dump rounds down downrange at whatever it is something ridiculous like 1100 or 1200 rounds per minute then um, you can test things a lot more quickly and uh, do you know your your failure testing of components to see how long they really last amazing wow. amazing impressive as always as always well i tell you what that's that's just great so you win again, my friend. You sound so uh, upset about it. No, no, no. I'm thrilled when you win. I mean, I mean, I'm I, I'm shocked when you don't. You know, because I mean, you are just a plethora of gun knowledge. I mean, yeah, there there ought to be a, a show that you can go on and win tons and gun tons of money. Show. Yeah, know, gun trivia show. Yeah, gun trivia show. Yeah, I have so like many sound bites of like like a plethora of sound bites when he gets it wrong, so I can't use them ever. <laughs> it's untouched. Yeah, well, you better start mixing up the wins, Betty. I have to now. All right, man. Hey, thank you very much for taking time out of your Sunday, and we look forward to chatting with you next week. Well, as always, thanks very much for having it on. Um, it's always a pleasure, and the way I see it, either I get the question right or I learn something, right? 
Very good. Yeah. I love your logic. I like that. Sam the Gunman. Thanks, buddy. Say hi to the family. Will do. Good night. All right, folks, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we do not have a mic drop. We have a Wendy <laughs> drop. That was. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. As far as you want to go with that. <laughs> All right. So it's time for your weekly not mic drop. It's a Wendy drop today. I'm Wendy. I'm filling in for Mike's enormous flip flops this week. <laughs> So here we go. Okay. So those of you who know me, uh, I'm the COO of San Diego County Gun Owners. And I also help run all four of our gun owners packs. So we have San Diego, um, Orange County, Riverside, and San Bernardino. I'm also a firearms instructor. I'm NRA certified in uh, several disciplines. And I'm finishing up my MBA at University of Southern California, which I'm super excited about. I'm almost done. Um, I'm also a mom and a wife, and I've worked very, very hard to be a success in an industry not known for being full of women. So I tell you all that not to brag, but because I want to set some context. So I work really hard as a woman and as a mother and as a student and as an employee, and I'm proud of the work that I and the other women do to make sure that we, as women in general, are taken seriously for our success. So for that reason, it drives me up the wall when I see a woman who has, who behaves hypocritically and it feels like a slap in the face to everybody like myself and women like me, all of the accomplishments that we've achieved. So today's Wendy Drop is about assembly member Christina Garcia. She's the state rep from LA County and she is, the exa she is exactly that kind of woman. She's a Democrat, and she's served in office since 2012, and during her time in office, she's been a real gem of hypocrisy, an example for us all to learn from when it comes to what not to do. So where do we begin? Let's start with her false claims about a graduate degree. During her campaign, uh, Garcia claimed that she had a PhD from USC, my school. Not a small claim, except that it turned out after some investigating by a reporter that she did do some coursework there, but she did not complete her PhD. Her excuse was that she didn't read her own promotional pamphlets closely enough before they were distributed. <laughs> Lame, right? Yeah. Totally. As if that weren't enough, though, later it was discovered that she also lied about having a master's degree from UCLA, so she didn't even attend classes there. So false degrees about, I'm sorry, false claims about false degrees are one thing. It speaks to her character and she should resign based on that alone. But what's next is not just inexcusable professionally, but personally reprehensible. Christina Garcia was an early Me Too advocate. She was vocal about personally, about being personally harassed by men throughout their career and very vocal about condemning offenders. She even got herself featured in a Time Magazine article about Me Too, where she was one of the silence breakers or women who come out to talk about how horrible sexual harassment is in America. And that's not to say that it's not a problem, but her problem is that in 2018, just a year after being a Me Too hero, an assembly staffer went public with the claims that Christina groped and fondled him against his will years prior. He even had witnesses to confirm his sincerity. And at the time, a lobbyist reported to Politico that Christina harassed him too 
to the point that she physically confronted him and demanded, well, let's just say she was a truly a mom demanding action. Whoa. Har, har. Har, har. That was a that was a bad one. Sorry. Then just a month later, not one, not two, not three, but four of her staffers filed complaints officially because Christina was creating a hostile work environment by getting drunk in the office and explicitly discussing sex, including an office spin the bottle game. So there have been allegations of campaign improprieties and corruption, but still Democratic leadership stands behind Christina Garcia and Democratic voters continue to elect her. I don't have enough time in one Wendy drop to go into all the horrible details of Christina's behavior while being an elected official. But I do have time to say that coming from a woman who has put in the work and is raising a family and works really hard to fight against anti-gun politicians like Christina Garcia, it is time for you to leave the people's seat and let another woman step up to replace you and undo the horrible damage that you have done. Being a woman is already hard, and women like Assemblymember Christina Garcia make it even harder. So that's your Wendy drop. Wendy drop. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for these drops, nobody would know about these people. Because mm-hmm. like you said, the media is definitely far left, and they're not going to say anything because they're on the same you know, I, the list as, as the left. It's yeah. Just, these went, man, you actually, that was amazing. Makes me angry. Just makes me angry, too. Yeah, that's <laughs> the only thing about about this show. See, I do my first hours off-road. I get angry. Then I do three hours oh. of automotive, and I'm relaxed and calm down. <laughs> then I come back and do two hours of guns, and then I'm all fired up again for the rest of the day. But that's what you need to do mm. to make a difference. Mm-hmm. That's why, not bragging, that's why I bought four seats to help a police officer yes. in the you know, Cover My Asp program, which is next week. Yep. Uh, my good buddy, I must have motivated him. He bought four. We've only got 10 more, or actually a few more to go. And where do they go? They go uh, San Diego County Gun Owners. Uh, actually, oh, no. gunownersradio.com. Bingo. Yep. 25 then, bucks. Yep. And then follow the links to Cover Your Asp Week. All right. To support a cop. Is that, can I just write you a check or do I have to go through all the computers? You know, stuff? you have to click on the Can I write you a check? Can I just write you a check? Do I have to go through? Yeah, I'll let you we'll, do it. We'll make it happen. Because you don't, me okay. and my computer, is, uh, we don't even want to go there. All right, hey, folks, we, and if you're listening on YouTube or the podcast, hit that like button and subscribe button at the same time. Share the show with all your buddies, and please support our great sponsors by going in. And if you purchase something or you're just checking them out, thank them for supporting San Diego County Gun Owners and Gun Owners Radio. That would be San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield, the Dillon Law Group, CO1, PRMI Mortgage, Blackhound Optics and National Concealed Carry Association. And I can't thank Wendy enough. You were just a fantastic co-host. Thank you. I'll roll with you anytime you like on air. I'll be back soon. Now I can't wait. And of course, Sam the Gunman and our digital maestro. Maestro? Brendan Thomas. Better ring to it, I think. I think so too. So go to gunownersradio.com for podcasts, all the latest information. And if you miss the show, you can hear it there as well. Again, don't go anywhere. Bob Siegel's in the house. Again, his hair was on fire. So I don't know what that show is going to be about, but it's going to be good. Right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer.
This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.